The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What is happening, everyone? Welcome to episode 194 of your favorite podcast, the Grand Eye Podcast. I'm your host, Haley, alongside my co-host, Megan Long. And today, we're going to talk to you about not missing your opportunity. What can we do right now to become a better or more equipped bodybuilder or just a more equipped person chasing their health and fitness goals? As always, Grow Die Podcast brought to you by Revive Supplements, brought to you by Raw Supplements. Use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Please share us with your friends. Leave us a five-star rating and review. I'll see you inside. I hope every single one of you guys had a fantastic weekend. You know, for me, it's always a great weekend. If, if Michigan loses, it's a fucking fantastic weekend. Michigan loses, Ohio State wins, yeah. Team Mahaley gets an overall. Yeah, dude. Honestly. So that's uh, three straight weekends of overalls. What about the Browns? So, <laughs> we're not going to talk about them. They're they're not doing too hot. <laughs> they're struggling. They are not TM quality. <laughs> this year's pretty good. What it's about coming the to a close. We have, uh, yeah, awful. <laughs> we only have uh, three shows left on the docket this year, which is very, very, very sad to hear. Um, we have a show in Austin next weekend, um, and I'll have uh, Brandon Cooper doing that one. Um, looking for an Olympia qualification there. Gonna get um, one. Fuck yeah, we are. Uh, he's a little sick right now, so we're we're managing um, that. He's not really doing anything. He's kind of resting up right now. Honestly, there's so, everyone is getting sick right now. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting, huh? It's we all have like some sort of just like congestion. Something, yeah, yeah. yeah the Weather's changing down here in Austin. Um, you know, it only really changes like once a year. Um, so it's like this kind of the time that everyone just like gets a little stuffy and changes, but then it doesn't change. Yeah, like it's it, like for two days it's like fifty, and you're like, oh fuck, it's here. It's great. Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like hot as balls the next few <laughs> Today days. Today in the gym was super fucking hot again. I was like, oh my gosh, this is awful really for a late good. day. I felt good. But, uh, so Coop's doing that one. Uh, I got Ashley Ayul doing that one. She's coming out for her second pro show. She's up uh, about seven pounds. Oh, wow. Fuck um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So same line, same everything. We felt conditioning real well. But, yeah, she's up seven pounds from uh, her last showing, uh, which is fucking awesome. See, that was only two weeks ago. Wow, yeah, she's two wearing weeks a completely ago. different So, look. yeah, she, she's going to look a lot different. really excited about that. Um, let's see. Got Emily Smith um, competing in a bikini, and then she will be off to nationals um, after yeah. that. Megan has two athletes coming down. I do. Which is really exciting. One from Canada. Yeah, one's coming in from Canada. That's going to be fun. That'll yeah. be really, really, really good. As well um, as my first meetup. Yeah. Yeah, and that dope. Yeah, Megan's got her first team meetup that she's ever hosted going out next weekend. I've got John Childress coming in. He's bringing some clients. Ashley Jones has a client competing there. Uh, yeah, we're busy. We're busy, 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 but uh, love it. And only, only three show dates left. Really sad. Um, but to close the year with Nationals, I'm really, really happy with the roster I'm taking there. I think there's going to be some really good stuff happening. Oh, yeah. um, 
But yeah, then we kind of turn the page and we go to 2022. We only have uh, four months. This is the end of April. That's kind of when shows start back up. But shit gets fucking real again. Um, so far in the year, we have TM, 62 athletes competing, 57 open class wins. Out of 62 athletes, 21 open class overalls. Pretty good. Wow. Pretty fucking good. Damn good. Yeah, so I'm very, very proud of that. We're going to add some more open class wins. We're going to add some more overalls. We're going to add some more pros. We're going to add another yeah. Olympia qualification by the end of the year. So we it's cool. Add another tally to all of them before yeah. the end of the year. Yeah, to every single one. So it's, it's really exciting. Um, things are definitely... Things are... It's kind of what I always envisioned. It's kind of what I always, um, you know, wanted to happen. I wanted to have, you know, the the most consistent bodybuilding team that there is. And, I mean, the proof's pretty in the pudding. If you hire me, you're probably going to win. Um, I don't say it out of a place of arrogance. I say it out of, that's just what we've built. Like, that's the expectation that's here. Um, that's the expectation I hold my clients to every day. So, uh, those of you listening, um, proud of you guys. Really fucking proud of this work. Uh, we definitely we got some more to go. Uh, so pedal to the metal, close out twenty twenty one. We, we I, I feel really good about the nationals lineup that we have. Um, I think Noah's going to be very difficult to beat in the bikini division. Um, I got Jennifer and women's physique that you know. I told her when I met her at the Olympia. I was like, dude, if you just get fucking peeled, you'll win. Like, just get fucking peeled, and and you're 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 gonna win. Um, and she she's in real well. She's down twenty pounds since then. That was about four <laughs> weeks ago. Four weeks, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're 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 cranking. She, you know, she came. She was in a very overworked state, and uh, she asked me for my opinion the day before the show, and I told her she should. You know, I was a hundred. I was like, I don't you know, think you should be competing. Um, and it, to be honest, we think you're not ready. Um, you know, you know, when someone asks me for my opinion, I'm, I'm gonna be a hundred with them because the reality is, there's not enough people who are honest. Mm-hmm. Um, you go to a lot of places, you can DM like a lot of people, and like the reality is, they all they're all looking for the next sale. Like, their livelihood remain, or depends on their next sign up, and it's yep. fortunate that you know. I'm not in that situation that we're not in that situation. Um, so my livelihood just revolves around winning and like, I like you, you need to fit a certain mold. You need to be a certain style. You need to have a certain mentality. You need to like have a certain edge to you to really fit in here with me. Well, at some point, even if you you tell them what they want to hear, like, the, the truth is going to come out at some point. Like, I mean, if oh, yeah. you can be in wellness natural. No, a year from now you look, you know, pretty the same. When yeah. when are you going to tell them that it's yeah. not happening? Like, like the, the the reality is, it always comes out. I mean, I see people being put on stage, and I know they're being fed lies by their coaches because I I just know how their coaches roll and they do, and they get on stage and they just get fucking stomped. Like they're part of that slaughterhouse that I always talk about. Just fucking line them up. And just fucking chop them down because they are not ready. Yep. They're terrible. Um, and I always preface it by we just don't we don't prep to prep. No, no, we we definitely prep to you know be competitive for a win, mm-hmm. like whatever that is. If it's the Olympia, if it's your first ever show and there's only eighty athletes doing the show, I don't care what show it is. Like prep to fucking win. Um, don't miss. Like, don't miss anything. Uh, you know you. you you can hire some coaches. There's definitely some coaches I can send you to that they just don't care. Like, they 
again, their livelihood depends on you sign up with them. They post, you can tell and how people are posting. Like, they, they need your sign up to be able to support their lifestyle that they're trying to live, right? The house that they want to build or house they want to buy or the car they want or the travel they want to do. Well, you know, in order to do those things, I, I need to get X amount of signups and then mm-hmm. I'm allowed to do those things. Like that's that you, you can tell. And then you can tell in the product that's put on stage that that, you know, holds true as well. Um, and, you know, we, we don't fucking play that shit. And one thing I've always admired about Megan, even when she was just starting out, was like she kind of came in with my mentality right away. Um, you know, she worked with people who like didn't have that same mentality and she did well with them. And, um, you know, she made good progress with them and stuff. But, man, once you work with someone that has that mentality, like, truly embodies that mentality, you're going to find out real fucking quick if you're built to win or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, real fucking quick. Yeah. Like, I remember when I hired Matt. I hired Matt, and I had, I had won a class. And then I won an, I, I'd won an overall as well. Mm-hmm. And I hired him, and I was like, fuck, I'm about to learn real quick how much I love bodybuilding. Yep. Because, you know, it's a little intimidating at first. Wall, yeah. yeah, like, you, you, you need to win. Yep. You, yeah, you can't do pressure's anything but on, win. yeah. Um, and, you know, having that pressure is nice. But, dude, it's not for everyone. Like, there's a lot of people who leave and badmouth me and talk X, Y, Z. And, you know, Megan's going to have that, too. You know, as she grows and gets more people. But, like, the reality is, like, man, if you're just not cut out for the mold, that's, I, I can't help you there. Like, cause I, I, we just don't babysit. Yeah. Even when it, like, not even just like com- competing or stepping on stage. Like I have probably like half my roster doesn't want to compete, but they're yeah. still fucking bad. Yeah. Ass. Yeah. But like, they kill it. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. they, they just want to like be good at life. And like, like we've talked about the domino effect. If you get Absolutely. that shit together and you can nail your nutrition and your, and your training sessions and everything starts falling into place. Well, it's, it's how you do one thing, how you do everything. Yeah. Right? It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's like fitness and diet and training and cardio just the discipline that is embodied inside of fitness and pushing your physical performance um carries over everywhere in life right and like like how you do one if 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 you believe that how you do one thing is how you do everything then what you're doing within your fitness is everything you're doing in your day-to-day life Absolutely. and it's interesting that you'll commonly see um you'll very commonly see I talked about this on podcast for people who are like really killing it, like super ambitious in their personal and professional lives and, and maybe have achieved a, a good job status or, or are on their way to, or are always in really good standings, um, you know, with their surroundings and their environment, they usually come in and like do real well, like they just nail protocols. There's times that someone will hire me and like, dude, their whole life's a fucking mess. And I'm just like, dude. If like you, every week it's something. Yeah. If you get this down pat, if you get your fitness down pat and you get control on that, you're going to have a much better shot of having control everywhere else in life. Like all encompassed, everything, how you do one thing, how you do everything, get control here, garner control of the rest. And fitness kind of that pathway for a lot of people. Like I take this shit real seriously because I saw how it changed me, mm-hmm. how it changed me as, as, as a man, as a friend, as just a human being and what I am able to give to the world professionally, how it changed me. Like I, this shit can literally be life changing. Um, you know, or it can be life inhibiting. You know, you can just sit there and kind of look at other people who are, like, doing the damn thing. And, you know, I posted about this on my story yesterday. At the end of a contest prep, you either reach your fullest potential. And you, know, it, you, took, you took the hard way. 
the expensive way. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to be a more expensive coach that's able to get you there. One that actually has the resume to back it up. And mm-hmm. so when, when whenever there's a resume, there's a there's a, you know, people get intimidated, if you will, by like what they're walking into. Overcoming that obstacle is a big deal. Um, your your posing, your suit, your tan, your supplementation to keep you healthy, everything in there. At the end of prep, you either took the expensive way and you reached your fullest potential or you took the cheap way out. And, dude, you might have a class win. Congratulations on that. It's just because your competition was very poor. And I don't mean to be the bearer of bad news, but the reality is if your show's under 300 people, that's not a good competition, right? So, like, you need to assess kind of where you're at or you are moving forward here um, because reality is going to punch you in the face one way or another. I would rather punch me in the face by me reaching my maximum potential than me leaving something on the table. Yeah. You know, um, Megan said this a while back to me, and it's something I've referenced in the past. The time's going to pass. What are you going to do with it? Like, no matter what, tomorrow is November 3rd. By the time you got here, this tomorrow's November 3rd. No matter what you do or what action you take, tomorrow is November 3rd. So when you get to November 3rd, you have a choice. Did you do everything today that you could possibly do to improve from November 2nd? The time's going to pass no matter what. The 24 hours is going to be 24 hours. You wake up tomorrow, hopefully. Um, wake up tomorrow, get out of bed. And you look at yourself and reflect, did I actually get better yesterday from today or today from yesterday? Did I actually improve? And, you know, it's like I always talk about, you can lie to yourself and you can like, um, you can bullshit yourself, but your conscious always knows your conscious is keeping score. And like that conscious is going to creep up on you or slap you in the fucking face right there and give you the reality of the situation. You can either choose to ignore it and continue kind of pedaling around or you choose to embrace it. Or if the reality of the situation is you did everything in your power to improve, then, well, shit, that's a pretty nice slingshot into the yeah. next day. Like, now <laughs> I now your odds of November 4th being greater than November 3rd are much better. And November 5th and November 6th, all the way into fucking Thanksgiving. All of a sudden, it's the New Year's, and you look back, and it's like, fuck, dude, last two months, I've done everything in my power to get better every single day. That's nuts. Well, by that point, it's just fucking habit, yeah. right? Like at that point, it's not really something that that um, takes much uh, discipline to do. It's kind of like the part of your life, right? I think there's great power in learning how to bring bodybuilding into your life as a daily staple rather than an outlying variable. Like your protocol should be part of just your daily routine. My daily routine involves X, Y, and Z, whatever that might be for you. Oftentimes we use verbiage like I can't or I don't get to or I'm not able to. Why not? If you cook your food better, if you manage your time better, if you allow yourself to be a human that encompasses a passion rather than a human who has an inconvenient hobby, your progress is probably going to change. It's going to be more linear. It's going to be more drastic slope. But. I think there's a lot of people who are kind of finding their way in bodybuilding. There's even professional athletes that I speak to. 
And they haven't been able to figure out how to mold these two things as one. But what, why can't bodybuilding like be part of your life? Like the reality is for a majority of the year, we eat more than normal people do. Mm-hmm. If you can just like, dude, you, you can't make like some bell peppers, some rice and some steak delicious. Mm-hmm. All it takes is a little fajita seasoning. Stir frying it all up on the fucking stove. Adding some salt and pepper. Put it on a fucking plate. That's a pretty good meal. I got some oils, whatever you want. Like that shit's fucking delicious, right? Like I you think can it's just tacos a mindset shift, like of that. Like it is. You literally get one life. Yeah. And you're going to feed yourself shit. Yeah. And you're going to let yourself get fat. Yeah. And you're gonna look like that yeah. for this one fucking life that yeah. we get. It's like, it's like, Why it's wouldn't like, you want to look the hottest that you could ever look? It, but but feel the hottest. Why as wouldn't well. you want to wake up and have energy? Why yeah. wouldn't you want to be strong and be able to lift something over twenty pounds? Yeah, be mentally or strong. Or walk too. for more than twenty minutes without getting winded. Yeah, or like absolutely. Why wouldn't you want all so of these why, things? Why can't this, why can't your entire life encompass, you know, your bodybuilding goals or your fitness goals? They can't be two separate things. If you view them as two separate things, you're going to fail at both of them because you're going to do this thing called trying to achieve balance. And trying to achieve balance, what the, the, the normal definition of balance is, is going to lend you essentially a losing deck of cards, right? There's nothing you can do to overcome that. You you can't you can't become extraordinary. You cannot be extraordinary without breaking that and going all in on something. So why not like make all this part of your life and go all in on your own life? It's just like if you're if you're a professional or an entrepreneur or something of the like, you kind of have to if you want to have any chance whatsoever at success in a in the business landscape, you're gonna have to make that your entire life. It's number one. It's before your your friends, it's before your family, it's before your relationship, it's before everything. If you really want to make it, you have to make that thing number one for you know, the time being. Now, there's going to be a lot of people who bullshit and be like, look, always keep family number one or religion number one and the other one number two. That's fucking bullshit because the reality is if you're someone who's actually achieved something, you've not followed by that. You've not followed that basic pattern of the sacrifice has to be extreme in order to make this happen. But we, we lessen the blow if we're able to just Make it part of our life. I think in bodybuilding, we lack time consciousness. Uh, what do I mean by that? Like, there, we think there's always going to be more. And, like, to an extent, there is. But, like, let's say you're in a training session. And, like, so today, for example, Megan and I fucking crush legs today. Jesus, I feel fucking horrible. Like, horrible. So, send fucking prayers. But we, we, we crushed legs <laughs> today. And we got to the end. And... I loaded up the same weight that I did last time on the pendulum squat, and I couldn't even get it for one. I got fucking pinned at the bottom and had to, like, lift myself up with my hands and shit. Dude, it was fucking horrible. And I came out, and I was like, dude, I can't fucking do this shit. Like, I'm done. Like, I, I taxed myself too hard earlier in the session. Like, I'm done. That was that, that was that time consciousness kind of creeping in. Like, dude, like, you have another leg day. And next Monday, you'll you'll train legs again, and um, it'll be different. Like, you can do it then. But, like, the reality is you only have so many other leg days. Like, what if I compete in June of this year? I only have 
30 day, 30 leg days left. Mm-hmm. You can only push it off so long before the reality is like, if I just didn't do it today, that's 3%. And that one set could have been your body adapting yeah. right there, making that huge change, making a growing huge that jump. extra fiber. So I took off half the load and I put, you know, I, I kept half the load on there and I did it for like eight reps. I just completely died at eight reps, but you get it done. You get the job done. And I'm not going to say I'm like the pinnacle for fucking bodybuilding achievement, but like that's essentially what I mean by the time consciousness. And I think you have to have a lot of time consciousness in order to become a good bodybuilder. Because it's the little things like cheating on your diet. Like you can get it later on. Right? You don't don't need to have it right now. You can get it later on. Like the time's going to pass no matter what. The hunger is going to pass no matter what. You either passed it with a meal that was on plan, or you pass it with, you know, some being weak mentally, caving in to, you know, cravings and, and, you know, being, uh, you know, maybe lacking discipline there for, for a time being, or on cardio. You know, you stop two minutes early because your legs are just on fire. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. Why? Are, are you just going to, like, make up that two minutes later? Because if your legs hurt that bad today... If you have energy They're to not be able to do, if, today. Yeah, if you have energy to do that two minutes later, then what were you doing the rest of your time on cardio? Like you saved that energy up. So like we don't want to do that. Now we're taking steps backwards in terms of overall effort. You know, Nick Walker after the Olympia was right back on meal plan immediately. He made a post about it. He said, "I'm back on plan," and you guys are like eating, you know, doing eating whatever you want, yeah. X Y Z, whatever, whatever the post was. He's back on meal plan immediately. Dude, he's 26, just got fifth of the Olympia. Youngest dude there. Like, that's pretty fucking impressive, right? Like, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm fucking perfect year-round. I mean, I'm not even on plan right now. So, I guess right now I'm pretty perfect. (laughs) You are following the plan that is followed, not the plan. (laughs) Yeah. But it's like, you know, Matt and I are about to get back together um, either this week or next week. And, you know, at that point, like, I guess it's whatever he says goes. If he takes macros away from me and puts me on a meal plan, I guess that's what it is. If he fucking drops my food because he says I'm fucking fat, then I guess that's what it is. Like, you know, there's, you, you, there's no beating around the system, and the system is something that works. If you have someone who you can actually trust guiding you, then their system is going to work. So I, I think there's something to be said about enjoying life and having flexibility, um, but, like, Things like that are kind of earned, Mm -hmm. you know, like after the Olympia, a lot of guys and gals take off the diet, take off training, take off cardio, all that stuff. They're allowed to, Mm -hmm. they're like, they've sacrificed and achieved so much to become one of the best in the world that, you know, I think it's, I think it's good. It's, you know, take a few weeks off. They go way harder than any of us do way harder than any of us do. Their level of work is on another, on another planet. Majority of those people competed year round. Like they're professional bodybuilders. That's their job. Like things like that are earned. If you're just starting out, you're 26. You just hired your first coach. You don't need flexibility. You've had it for 26 years. Like you, you need to tap into protocols and you need to see what you're really fucking capable of. And regardless of what your bodybuilding endeavors or fitness endeavors are like, Coaches, a good coach is fucking expensive. So, like, why not give it? Why not give it what it needs? If you water that grass, it's going to turn pretty fucking green, right? But if like, you're honestly, beating off. Honestly, what's an extra $100? Yeah. 
Like really, you're already yeah. spent like spent a hundred extra dollars. Like, get yeah. less coffee throughout the week, there's, and there's your hundred bucks. There's someone. There's someone who. I shouldn't share that story. It might be a little obvious. Someone Anyways, reached someone. Topic. Someone reached out to me <laughs> and like expected free coaching because of their status. I said no, so I did not coach them. Mm. They ended up getting last place at their recent show. That's all I'll say. <laughs> but they also wouldn't have been on stage if they would have hired me until next, probably July. Next season August. period. Yeah. Whenever that season comes. Yeah, but like, you know, you could have just paid my rate for those people and like not got humiliated. I still don't. I just like, okay, you're a pro. So are 100,000 other people. So is everyone else who reaches out to me now? <laughs> yeah. It's not special anymore. Two years ago, that shit was special. That shit was dope. Now it's like, like that's I'm, I'm a pro coach. That's what I do. You're I like, pros. okay, yeah, and everyone pays by. And uh, Ashley Jones pays me every single month. Her auto withdrawal just came out like this morning. I saw it. She pays me every month. Well, she should. So you're if she pays me, she pays me. Everyone else is paying me, period. <laughs> What's funny is people people think you get to that level and you just get free coaching. Oh, yeah. Now, it's like, I think it's a little different now in bodybuilding, like how my friends do it in bodybuilding. is like the guys don't pay them directly out of pocket, but they, ha- they have a percentage of their earnings. And that's a very appropriate way to do it. There's two realities. This one... There's no bodybuilder that can just randomly afford like $500 a month in coaching, right? Like professional bodybuilders, not to throw shade, just not the most business savvy people. <laughs> just don't have the most not, dollars. <laughs> not, not the most financially savvy people. Um, they got into a really expensive hobby really They got young. into a real expensive hobby and they became extremely good at it. But it's like, that's pretty fucking fair, you know? You pay me 10% of your earnings. Your earnings are 30K. Well, on top of that. The better I coach you, the more you win, the more you win, the more I earn. The the reality is a lot of these contracts, too, with supplement companies have incentives for placing certain placements at certain shows. Mm -hmm. For example, you could get fourth place, men's professional bodybuilding. You get... um, fourth place and you get a check for $10,000 because you're placed in the top five or because you accumulated X amount of Olympia points, your sponsor could also give you like 2000 bucks on top of that. Cause you're repping that sponsor everywhere, right? Uh, maybe sponsor number two throws on another thousand from that, right? So like you went from 10 K up to 13 K, but, you know, your contract with your coach is 10%, but that's only off the earnings of the show. So you pay your coach, to, you know, 1000 bucks, and, you know, you're still up, you know, plus $12,000, if my math's correct. But the reality is that's very fucking fair because your coach travels to that show, tons of expenses in traveling to a show. Like, the more muscular you are, the more detail-oriented that coach has to be. So it's more strenuous on the on the energy of the coach. Um, and so, like, it's the more work overall, right? If you win the Olympia, your coach has 10%, 500,000 bucks, coach gets 50K. It's pretty fucking fair, right? Like, this is, this is very, very, very fair. The NFL is how it works. Like, these guys can't coach themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, the reality is 
the best in the world need to only focus on being the best in the world, which doesn't include coaching them fucking selves, right? So, or other people, majority of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, yeah, that's, with the business very savvy, true. they just need. That's very true. Everyone's all Nick a, cares about is his next meal. Yeah, oh, yeah, and like <laughs> and that's his good. Training session. That's good. Like that's how. That's where most of these guys need to be, mm-hmm. to be honest. So, but if you're a new competitor, okay. What the the point I was originally expounding upon? If you're a new competitor or someone who is one off season away from making a drastic splash on stage. I think you need to get stuck in the monotony and make sure you're doing everything you can to progress and control every variable in your grasp. I don't really think that there needs to be much flexibility. And so I'm emailing this girl right now. Who's going to start with me in December. Mm -hmm. Um, She's a women's physique competitor, has a lot of muscle, needs a lot of work on posing, needs a dramatic overhaul and conditioning. Right, don't know what her internal health looks like yet. She's getting her bloods done uh, before we get started, but she she needs an entire overall to her, uh, overhaul to her approach and bodybuilding because she can turn pro in 2022, uh, but then beyond that, she could also compete as a pro in 2022. Okay, so this girl is is you know we're about to get started up, and I explained an email look like where you're at there's no time we don't have like flexibility we don't have time to like have fun and be outside prep mode like you we need to stay fucking locked in it needs to be perfect across the board because you're one off season and you're one prep away from everything coming true that you first wanted when you started competing in this sport so i'm gonna be hard like I told her, I'm be. It's not going to be like a walk in the park. It's like I'm. I'm. My expectations are very high. I'm going to be very hard on my athletes. I'm going to be very disciplined on my athletes. Um, you know, the I, she hasn't responded yet, but I just said that like an hour or two ago. <laughs> but you know, I'm assuming she's going to respond really fucking well to that and be like, you know what, you're right. Yeah. Like it's it's go time, and I've never gotten shape for a show. This will be my first time getting in shape for a show. Like, I I need to fucking go goes back um, to the time's going to pass anyways that month. The time's going to pass anyways. Come 12 months from now, she can either be an IFBB pro and have placed top 10 in a pro show, mm-hmm. or she can still be an amateur. Yeah. And, chasing the status. And ch- ch- chasing, you know, getting in shape for the first time. Yeah. And I, I, I like her mentality. Like I like her vibe. Heart. I, I get a good feel about her. Yeah. So I, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to be the, f- you know, the, the first option there. Rather than the second. But a lot of you people are one off season away or one good prep. You know what I mean when I say good prep? I mean a prep where you're not losing a ton of muscle. A prep where you have a very watchful eye. A prep where you are so diligent and dialed in on everything being zeros at the end of every single day. Not just nutrition. That means training. That means cardio. That means everything being zeros at the end of every single day. There's so many of you that are that fucking close. What's holding you back? What's holding you back from making that jump? There's power in the monotony. There's power in being extremely bored. There's power in tedious being part of your protocols. There's power in fitting your life to your goals. You know, I truly believe this. I know Megan's talk about this before too. I, I believe every seven days for your check-in, 
Or if you're one of my people who I trust enough to go bi-weekly, shout out to you guys. You guys always change. It's unbelievable. But there should be changes. You should be enforcing change, whether it's visual changes, whether it's just in your biofeedback chart. We should see a better bodybuilder every single week. If you're someone who listens to this and you're not a bodybuilding competitor, we should see better fitness and better health every single week. I don't, I, I, I don't think there's any reason for there not to be. No. I personally can't imagine going into the gym like not having a logbook, not knowing what the fuck I did my last workout. I remember when I used to think I could remember everything I did my last workout. I couldn't. Oh, yeah, same. I couldn't. It, same. Once you keep a logbook... And you realize, like, sometimes it'll surprise yourself. I'm like, huh, I yeah. did that. Or sometimes I get pissed. I'm like, God damn it, I fucking did that. That's how I was that today on the power squat. Are you shitting me? <laughs> yeah, even on the power yeah. squat, I was like, I did 300 last time. Yeah. Like, you did. I'm like, unfortunately. Yeah, and now all you have to, you have to beat that. Yeah. And, like, you, you, like, I first loaded the power squat where I thought it looked right. Like, I was here last week, and then I calculated out it was 725. I did 870 last week. Like, I wasn't even close. I was we had to swap some of those 45s off. out. Yeah, we had to bring over 100. We had to put on another 45. We had, yeah, we had to change things up. Like, By I way, thought... up your set is like a workout in itself. I know, like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just done with it. I know, I apologize. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, let me get this 100. I, I, I hope it gets way more drastic from here. <laughs> yeah, we start, with a, we start with the drop set on the hip press and like where you load the plates on the hip press is like... like my at chest. Megan's, at Megan's <laughs> chest. And like the end of it, I load up hundreds. Um, and like we do that drop set. And I like, got every time I need a drop, Megan just strips that fucking hundred and just fucking <laughs> chugs it along. Like, I'm like, it's I'm it's fine. I already did my set. Thing. Yeah. That's yeah. why I do mine first. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking hilarious to see. But dude, she, yeah, she fucking kills it. But every seven days, there should be something changed. You should be a better bodybuilder. Don't miss. We only have so many opportunities in this. There's only so many opportunities we have to get better and truly enhance and and, and improve yourself to yourself. What are you actually made of? Let's step up to the plate and don't miss. Episode 194, I'll see you next time.